Welcome to the Magic Weaver Podcast. This is your host, Anna Kinkela. This is a sacred container where we do the work of reweaving into deeper intimacy and belonging within ourselves and with each other. In this container, we dive into how to embody our magic, rewire into more pleasure, ease, and play, and honor the fullness of our humanity and the expansiveness of our divinity. Welcome to the portal. Hello, Magic Weavers, and welcome back to the podcast. I am just so, so grateful to all of you. I received so much love and so much beautiful feedback about my last episode, and I wanted to let you all know that I'm feeling your love, I'm feeling your support, and it means so much to me to be in community with you here. So um, I am excited to bring you another dose of magic weaving this week where we are going to be diving into talking about why identity work is so, so crucial for your leadership and your business growth. On last week's episode, I shared about my own personal identity work that I really had to do within myself in order to shift in my leadership and ultimately to shift in my business and the growth of my business. And so if you're interested in my own personal experience of this, I would encourage you to tune into last week's episode if you haven't already. But in that episode, I talked about how I was going to be going into this topic more today, more from a how-to perspective. So how do we do this work and why is this work so important and how does it actually help you in growing your business and really actualizing the highest level of potential within you as a leader, as an entrepreneur, as a creative or healer. So what is identity work? Our identity is how we really see ourselves within the context that we live in, right? So it is our personal way of understanding who we are. But that way of understanding who we are is always within a certain context. So it is how we are in relationship with our environment, with the people in our environment. And it is also how we are in relationship with ourselves. And so one way that we can talk about identity is that, you know, we have ego parts and we have different identities and ego parts that we hold in this world And it's a way that we actually regulate and create rules around our life and our business. And that's really how I like to talk about it. And in the personal development industry, we actually often talk about the ego from a primarily, what I would say, negative perspective, right? We always talk about how the ego gets in the way of us actualizing our life purpose or how the ego gets in the way of us really um, trusting and surrendering to the guidance of our soul. And certainly the ego can be an inhibitor and the ego is really meant to be a protector. And oftentimes it does protect us 
um, in very important ways, right? Because as human beings, we do have certain limits. However, living in the modern world that we live in, there are very few circumstances where something is life or death, right? And when it comes to us evolving in our leadership and business, the ego can be a part of us that is overprotective, right? That it's actually keeping us in these places of safety within ourselves that are no longer serving us. Parts of ourselves, um, parts of our life, our business that we know how to do, but that we're ready to release and move on from in order to expand in ways that our soul is actually really calling us to expand. And so one of my core tenets in the way that I talk about the ego and alignment with soul is that I really veer away from vilifying the ego because ultimately when we think about What does it mean for us to come deeper into ourselves? What does it mean for us to more deeply love ourselves? It actually comes down to us having a really intimate relationship with ourselves. And to me, that means having an intimate relationship with our ego as well. Even the parts of us that are overprotective, that are quote unquote inhibiting us, the more that we can actually come into relationship with those parts of us and see them as just parts that are protecting, that aren't bad or wrong, but that are there for a reason, that are part of our past experiences or what our culture or society has taught us, the more we can like actually put our arms around those parts, the less they control us, right? Because if we are pushing away those parts, saying that they're bad, that we have to crush them, we have to overcome them. It's kind of like that whole, like, I'm fearless. You know, I, you know, don't pay attention to any of these quote unquote negative thoughts. The more we're actually creating enemies within ourselves, right? The more we're creating division within ourselves. And my whole way of approaching the internal work is to come into more deeper and intimate relationship with who we are and why we are the way that we are and how we can actually through that avenue through coming deeper into ourselves putting our arms around some of those parts that are fearful that are sad that are anxious that that actually helps us move the energy much more quickly because when we're not fighting against it, we're partnering with it and collaborating with it, right? And so we're able to walk with those parts instead of ignore, push away, and reject those parts, which leads to a lot of disconnection within us, right? So that's my approach with ego-type work, right? Identity work. What I'm talking about within this context, though, is that we are really here to to create and to encourage healthy ego development, right? Then when we talk about identity work in shifting in your leadership and growing in your business and your creative work, that what we're really inviting ourselves into is developing ego identities that support our expansion and our work in the world, which means that we're engaging in a lot of creative imagination work and a lot of uncovering work within ourselves, uncovering of 
who we really are at our core and how do we reimagine our ego identity to match the vibration of the soul that's already within us, right? Instead of then focusing on the ego parts of us that, you know, are protecting us, we are actually focusing on tapping into and uncovering the soul of what wants to emerge from us in our business and our creations and our leadership. And then we are weaving ourselves into ego identities that support that vision that we can really embody as human beings. And it makes it so much more tangible for us in that way, right? We can understand the guidance of soul we can maybe feel soul pulling us and creating this vision for us in the future and what's to come. However, we also really need to be able to ground that vision and feel that energy in our body to take aligned action and to bring it into reality, to bring it into form, right? To bring it into the 3D. And so this is where ego identity work in this way becomes important when it comes to business growth, because we might be able to hear where we're going. Um, We don't know the how, and the how is only received through the energetic embodiment of the identity that you are walking into, right? The person that you are becoming, the truer version of yourself. So for me, this identity work is the way of grounding your reality into yourself before you even receive the physical manifestation of what you are wanting to create. This is what's happening on a very macro level. That's what we're doing. But what I want to talk about right now is where I see leaders getting stuck here in this work and why it's so important to focus on this work when you are scaling in your business, when you're, you know, walking into a different income goal, when you are desiring something in your life, why it's important to do this identity work. Each identity that we hold. So let me give some examples here. The identity of mother, the identity of business owner, the identity of therapist, like whatever job we hold, um, the identity of partner, right? We all understand those identities within certain rules and attitudes that have been created by past versions of ourself and by society and culture, right? And these rules and attitudes, they're conscious and unconscious roles and attitudes. So we might be conscious of some things like some rules that we hold as a mother or some rules that we hold as a partner or some rules that we hold as a business owner. And in so many ways, those are kind of like the easier ones, right? Because they're seen. The ones that are a little bit more tricky are the unconscious rules that we live and lead by, right? And those are the rules in our identity and our way of being in the world that runs everything around us automatically without us being consciously aware of it. 
And those are often the parts of us that we need to unpack the most, the things that we assume to be true that actually can be shifted and changed in order to help elevate us into a different level of our leadership and business. And usually the crux of any type of income growth or business growth or creative expansion, um, evolvement, um, you know, bringing in a partner or anything else that you want in your life is actually doing the unconscious work of reprogramming the ways that we think we need to be in our identities in the world um, in order to shift into ways of being that we didn't think were possible for us. And I see this so much with my clients. I actually have a lot of clients who are mothers, and we do a lot of identity work around motherhood in and of itself. Motherhood is hard work, and it's really challenging to be a mother, to have a business, and to also have a relationship that you're nurturing, right? And unfortunately, in our society, there just aren't a lot of stories of, you know, real, real stories, right? Like realistic stories of mothers who are holding it all, being successful at it, and also having a lot of pleasure and ease, right? And like, what does it even mean to have ease when you're a mother? And is that even possible? What does it mean to have pleasure when you're a mother? And how is that possible, right? It's really creating different paradigms of being in motherhood. And, you know, we don't see a lot of examples of people who are talking about both like the heart of motherhood and also how one can make motherhood and owning a successful business and having a good partnership, something that is available, right? And so how do we hold all these truths together? How do we create paradigms and identities that work for us that support, you know, what's true for us as a human being, but also that helps to stretch into the possibility of how we can invite more ease and pleasure into a way of being, into an identity that we hold, into a way that we think we can do things in the world. And so that comes up as a particularly um, relevant example because so many of my clients think about what does it mean for me to be a mother and also a successful business owner and how can I be in these identities with more pleasure and ease and in alignment with how I want to be a mother and not how society teaches me how to be a mother or how my mother was a mother to me or, you know, past experiences that I've had that have taught me what it means to be a mother, right? So this is all consciously and unconsciously woven into how we believe that we can be in the world. And so the identity work is really about reweaving ourselves into aligning with an expression of an identity that truly resonates for us, for our values, for what's important to us, for how we want to be in the world, and doing it in a way that really facilitates the expression and the experience of having more pleasure and joy in life, right? Where things 
maybe don't have to be as hard where things get to be weaved in differently and held differently in a different kind of container. And, you know, certainly we can also get into a discussion about how systems also need to support that on a larger level. Like we can't just do that as individuals. And when it comes to personal leadership and really expanding in our capacity to feel more pleasure, to feel more ease, and to also have embodied success in business, feel successful as a partner, as a mother, in all of these different ways that we want to feel successful. We are looking at reconfiguring the way that we understand how we hold that identity. And the more that we can all individually open up the field of possibility as it relates to what it means to be a mother, what it means to be a business owner, what it means to be a partner, right? The more that we start to shift the collective energy of what's possible and then communities start to align with that vision as well, right? There can be a ripple effect that happens in that space. And that's really powerful, right? That's powerful for us individually and also as a collective, Motherhood is just one example of this, of course, right? We all have identities that we hold and we all have certain ways of understanding that identity. And when it comes to really allowing a creative vision to come through us, when it comes to looking at how can we increase our income from 10K to 50K or from 1,000 to 5,000 a month, We are looking at who am I being in this particular container where I'm making this much money or where I have this certain iteration of my work or where I have this kind of romantic partnership and who am I becoming in this completely different energetic container What kind of energy do I hold? What kinds of thoughts do I hold? What kinds of rules do I hold in this expanded version of myself? Because I guarantee you, they are significantly different than the ones you are currently holding in your reality. There has to be a reality shift. There has to be a perspective shift in order for more to be received that is in alignment with who you really are at your core. So this to me is a combination of really healing work, right? Where we're uncovering the truth of what's there within you, doing the healing work with past versions of yourself that felt like they had to protect you in order to survive, right? And then allowing this other vision of what can be created in the space, who you can become, what version of you is going to most support the true true vibration of your soul and the essence of your being, what version of you is going to be supported, what rules are going to support that version of you the most, and how does your identity feel in that space, what's the energy of that identity, Shifting into another identity, a healthy ego identity that has rules that support you fully in your expansion, it comes down to really allowing yourself to be curious about who that person really is, 
and asking yourself the question, what if, what if I had, you know, the house that I really wanted? What if I had the partner that I really wanted? What if I had the income that I really wanted? What would that look like and feel like? So it's always inviting curiosity. When we invite in curiosity, we allow ourselves to open up the field of possibility and we allow ourselves to step out of the current ego identity that is holding us in the container that we are existing in in this present moment. The what if question, the energy of curiosity always opens the possibilities up and gives us more options. So that's a really important piece to always anchor into in the creation process. The other part of this to anchor into is to really know that whatever you imagine, whatever you create here as you step into the what if, is real, right? We get into the space of saying, well, that's not real yet. Like that doesn't really exist. And that essentially leads us down into the road of that's not actually possible. One of the core tenets of magic weaving to me is believing that imagination is real because it is. And I said this in the previous episode, you know, we get to create and whatever we create in our imagination exists somewhere, right? I love to talk about timelines. I believe in different timelines. I believe in multiple versions of our future. And that part of our power as magic weavers is tapping into whatever timeline we desire and allowing ourselves to open up that energetic portal and begin walking into that timeline simply following the energetic footsteps, the energetic vibration and signature of that particular future self version of that particular identity that we are creating. And so when you're asking yourself the what if question, the curiosity question of who am I being when I am receiving these things that I want to receive, then you are already creating that pathway. You are already creating that timeline. And that possibility exists in the field. And the invitation for you is to then to begin walking in that energetic pathway, picking up the crumbs as you move along, kind of like Hansel and Gretel, right? Like finding your way to the gingerbread house (laughs) by really tuning into the energetic crumbs that you find And continuing to anchor yourself into that energy and into that identity and that vibration. And that that's what the work is really about. And so really knowing that your imagination is real, what you are creating in the present moment is being created in the field. And you simply get to follow the footsteps of that and walk into that. So you might be thinking, okay, this all sounds really great. I can see how I can begin to create this. But the deeper question is here, how do I really fully unhook from the protectors inside of me that are present right now that are keeping me in the space that I'm in, right? How do we actually unhook from that? How do we peel away from that? 
And what does it really look like to do this work? As human beings, we very strongly attach to our identities in this world. And we often wear them as badges of honor, right? I'm a mother, I'm a therapist, I'm, you know, a wife, I'm a woman, I'm a man, right? And there's nothing inherently bad or wrong about that. I think that some of our identities are beautiful places where we find belonging, right? Where our human self can anchor in into safety um, in in ways that we actually really need as human beings. And we over-attach ourselves to our identity or to that specific iteration of our identity, right? So that's really what we're talking about here. It's not so much that our, you know, attaching ourselves to identity is necessarily bad, but it's more the question of what iteration of I, of that identity are we attaching ourselves to? And is that iteration of identity really serving the next level of evolvement? For most people tuning into this podcast, one of the things that I'm going to presume is that you are someone who is invested in personal development growth, um, someone who really values doing that internal work. And as someone who is in that particular value system, one can assume that, you know, you're someone who probably exists in some level of discomfort. Because when we're talking about growth, if we're invested in our personal development growth, it means that we're stretching ourselves into discomfort. And you know, when it comes to this kind of work, the place where I see people getting stuck, even though they've, you know, stepped into different levels of discomfort, is really recognizing that when they're shifting into a different container of being, when they're jumping from one income level to another, or one way of being in their life, you know, shifting from stress and overwhelm to, you know, more pleasure and ease in their life, that you are inherently going to feel a lack of safety as you shift into this other identity. Your nervous system isn't going to feel safe in the expansion because your nervous system has developed a certain safety pattern with whatever identity you're currently holding and how you're holding it. And that one of the things you have to keep in mind as you're stepping into a different understanding of your identity and your way of being in the world is that it's going to feel really uncomfortable and it's not going to feel safe. And this is the place where you get to step into your own leadership and really learn how to be with those parts of you that are going to feel dysregulated and unsafe in this expansion. And there's a lot of beautiful invitation to to be that part within yourself, the highest self, that tends to those protectors within you that are having a hard time with that transition, that are wanting to really grip onto control and hold on tight and not let go and stay in fear 
And that part of your personal leadership in this space is to come closer into yourself, to get more intimate with yourself, and to put your arms around those parts, and to recognize that they're simply a function of the current ego identity structure that you have. And in order to step into this um, expansion in your life and your business, into this new way of being, the invitation is for you to actually momentarily feel unsafe until you can establish more safety in this new identity structure and that you get to be your own best lover, your own best parent, your own best partner, right? And you get to put your arms around those parts of you and walk with them into this into this shift and into this change. And it's such a deepening within you. This is where I see clients actually deepen in the most love with themselves, in the most reverence with themselves, and where they deepen in intimacy within themselves so much because of the way that they are being asked to show up within themselves in order to bring about whatever they're desiring in their life and in their business. So... It's a really important piece of the work to know that none of this will feel safe and it won't inherently feel good at first. And the invitation, the deeper invitation is that you get to step more into the internal work here and that you get to step more into really listening And following the guidance of your highest self, trusting and knowing that you are trustable, that this is trustable, that what you are creating here in this identity work exists and is real and is possible, and that you just have to take the next step. And the next step might be to put your arms around fear. The next step might be to invest in a program that is going to hold you in this space. The next step might be to launch a new program that you've been sitting on for months, right? But that it's just the next step that's being revealed to you. In so many ways, this goes back to the question that Lauren even posed to me on the podcast last week was, you know, how do you let go? How do you let go of this past version of yourself? And letting go of past versions of yourself really comes down to integration. It's not about getting rid of any part of yourself. It's actually about just understanding how that part served you, how that part facilitated growth, protection, the things that you needed at one point in your life, and recognizing feeling, believing, knowing, seeing that this future self within you is going to provide you with all the safety that you need and is going to provide you with all of the tools that you need to thrive in this new container that you're creating. And so often we're actually just really scared of letting go of these past versions of ourselves because we know how to survive 
in that space, right? We know how to survive in our current reality. And so it's difficult to imagine a different way of being. And actually, it's difficult to allow ourselves to thrive quite often, right? That that's actually often the crux of the the quote-unquote problem is that even though we're afraid of failing, we're even more afraid of succeeding. And we're even more afraid of actually receiving the thing that we most deeply desire. So it's not so much even in finding safety in this new version of yourself as it is in finding safety of the way that that new version of yourself is thriving and is receiving exactly what it desires, what you desire in the depths of you. So it's letting go of, yes, these ways that, these ways of being that have kept you safe, but it's also letting go, being willing to let go of the struggle, the hustle, um, the lack, the whatever, because that has defined you in a certain way. Right, that in and of itself, those conditions have defined you in ways that feel safe for you, even if they're not actually in alignment with your highest good and with what you really desire for yourself. And so it is about allowing ourselves to receive, it is about allowing ourselves to let it feel good to let it be more easeful, to let it be more pleasurable, to let it be more abundant, to allow more love to be present. So many of us are so adept at surviving that we really have to learn how to thrive, especially if we have a history of trauma. And we all do at some level, right? But the more trauma we have, the more we've learned how to survive and the more we actually have to teach our nervous system that it's okay to thrive. And then so much of the identity work there in the letting go is actually about letting go of this survival mode of this way we've been taught to survive and just exist in the current space of our identity and stretching ourselves into what would it actually look like? How can it feel safe for me to thrive in this identity? What things do I have to let go of within myself? What stories, what beliefs, what rules do I have to let go of within myself and integrate within myself in order to welcome this whole new level of thriving in my business and in my life? Earlier, I talked about our tendency to really attach ourselves strongly to identity. And, you know, while I do think that identity has really important anchoring and belonging pieces for us as human beings, there is this deeper invitation for us to really allow ourselves to attach to an identity in a way that supports our belonging and deepening within ourselves while at the same time knowing that really the ultimate leader within us is the soul and that we get to anchor into the sacred, anchor into the limitlessness within us and that really that is the energy that's 
leading us. That is the energy that we also belong to on a greater universal level. And that while identity and healthy ego identity can be such a grounding part and also a crucial part of really us welcoming in, you know, the things that we desire for ourselves in this, you know, material realm, this 3D realm, that, you know, it is in our best, in our highest good to have a space of intimate connection with these identities, but not over attachment to the identity itself, because our identity is meant to shift and change and move. The rules of our identity is meant to evolve and that that's how we more easily shift into the conditions and the realities that we want to experience in our life and in our business, right? Whether it's shifting our income, receiving the partner that we want, um, you know, whatever our desires might be. And so it's always existing in connection with our, our identity that roots us in so many ways that provides comfort and safety and belonging And also knowing that ultimately our soul is the one leading the way and that there is safety and belonging in that. And that the more that we can nurture that connection and our belonging with the soul, with the cosmic, and learn how to bring the soul into the identity and constantly allow our our identity to shift rules, to shift states, Um, to shift ways of understanding ourselves in the world and our possibilities, that that is how we get to peel back the layers. That is how we get to continue to, um, to collapse timelines really quickly, right? Because what tends to happen for leaders when things aren't moving, when things aren't shifting, when when the changes aren't happening, when the desires aren't being received is that there's an overattachment to something. There's a control paradigm that's operating. There's ways that we are fusing with a certain iteration of our identity that is no longer serving us, right? So the more that we can allow ourselves to be fluid, the more that we can allow ourselves to flow in our understanding of our of our identity and ourselves and the rules that we live and lead by, the more that we can establish deep trust and guidance of soul and simply allow the soul to download into our bodies, into our present day identity, the more easily we're going to be able to walk into this next container, into this next level of involvement within ourselves. So it's always a both and. It's tethering ourselves to the divine and landing that within how we are being in the world, right? It's that magic weaving interconnection between the 3D and 5D at all times. But the identity work is what helps to anchor in that soul guidance and what helps to make it tangible and what brings it into form. Because ultimately, when we're inhabiting that identity that 
we're seeing being created in this future version of ourselves, then we're experiencing the feeling states, the expansive feeling states that attract the different things that we desire for ourselves into our life, right? Because we have to feel it in our bodies. We have to inhabit, embody that energy in order to receive it. So it's often, you know, as you are walking into this identity that you are creating, that you're envisioning that's in alignment with your soul, you are often action-wise taking steps that your current self might not feel ready for, making decisions, making investments, that your current reality isn't fully set up for yet. And so I'll give you a really tangible example. For me, that meant hiring a team of people before I had the income to warrant me hiring a team of people. And that came from the space of this is what my highest self has in place in order to provide the kind of support that she really needs in order to have the programs and the clients that are in her container. And so hiring team members was a way of giving myself the support that that future self already has in place, right, in this timeline. And that's been a huge component of my growth is hiring a team and having people supporting me, really experiencing what it's like to receive support and to be in partnership with other people in my business and know that I'm not alone in it. Right. And that was a huge part of the identity piece that I needed to integrate within myself because of my past self stories, because of the ways that, you know, I always had to do things by myself. Right. The self-sufficiency, the independence. And so my growth edge was stepping into welcoming in more people supporting me in my business Um, before I necessarily had the rational proof of me being able to quote unquote afford that, right? And so you often are making decisions not from a logical place, but really from this deep place of trust in yourself and in what you're creating and in what you're feeling in your body and the certainty that it's here for you when you choose it, when you decide that it's happening and when you continue to follow the energy and the guidance that's being received, right? And this is where expansion and business growth take place. You know, we can talk about expansion even personally, that when we make a decision and we commit, we see the vision and we make the choices to support that before we see the reality of it landing there is no other option but for it to land. Yeah. And so this is where we have to stretch into that lack of safety in our nervous system, knowing that the identity of the future self 
is already feeling safe in this place, is already feeling safe that she supports this team of people, is already feeling safe that she's investing X amount in her business, is already feeling safe in running a program of 50 people, right? She is already holding that. And therefore, so can you in this present moment. And who is telling you that you can't? It's usually the present or past version of you that is used to a certain way of living and being inside of yourself in this moment. And that has served you to a certain point. And now it's time to shift out of that and into something different in order for you to step into the next level. I think what's typical in, you know, the coaching industry or, you know, it's typical to hear when we talk about business growth is, you know, the strategy and the marketing that you need in order to increase your income or grow your business, your vision, um, you know, receive what you want and what you desire. But To me, you know, even though, of course, like marketing and strategy has its place and is important at a certain point, to me, that is essentially useless if you're still operating from the same mindset, the same energetic space, the same feeling states that you are operating from in your current identity that's holding the current container that you're holding in your business and in your life. And it's first about actually stepping into the identity, the energy, the mindset, the the vision of what you really desire, the future self, and then really attuning to what is the strategy and the marketing that I'm using in this container, because I guarantee you it's going to be different. The strategy and the marketing is always reflective of who you are being. It's like the last five to 10% of everything that you do in your business. It comes from the container of who you are being and making a decision on the strategy and marketing that's most aligned is best done from the identity and the energy of the future self that has the things that you already desire, right? So there's no magical strategy or marketing that's going to truly do what you want it to do if we're talking about embodied success, right? You can strategize and market your way into a higher income level and business growth, right? But is it going to be in a way that's truly resonant with your soul and with how you want to live your life? And I guess that's the deeper question. And that's really what I teach. I teach embodied success. I don't teach, you know, rapid income, 10 times your income, do this one, two, three step process to get to what you want. I teach journeying within yourself, getting more intimate with yourself And really expanding from this place of pleasure and ease and teaching your body that it's safe to be all of these things and have all of these things and really live a life and have a business that is reflective of how you want to be in the world. And that's much deeper work, right? So the strategy and the marketing can come 
once you do this identity shifts and these this identity work, and in so many ways, I see people getting blocked from what they truly want to welcome in because of the things they haven't let go of, because of the things that they haven't healed, because of the doors that they haven't opened in their conscious and unconscious minds that allow the vision to fully flow in, allow the ideas, the creative inspirations that they need in order to welcome in the clients and um, the kind of, you know, business involvement that they that really speaks to them, that really feels juicy to them, right? Because the art of creation, the art of, you know, living life ecstatically, it comes from this intangible work first. That is the foundation. That is the container from which everything else emerges. And without this work, without this rebirth, what you are creating is being manufactured on past selves that just replicates the same pattern over and over again. So this is about doing this excavation root level work that helps to reshape, that helps to uncover, that helps to really fully meet your deepest core desires. And so when we talk about business growth from that perspective, it's very different. And that is the work you get invited into here, right? That is magic weaving. Experiencing magic in your life and business isn't a strategy or a marketing tactic. It's shifting who we are being, doing the unconscious work, doing the shadow work, doing the pleasure work, getting closer to ourselves and to each other. It's the soul journey. So what I want to invite you into is an immersion experience with me that's free. It's going to be for three days, December 8th through the 10th. And we are going to be doing this reweaving identity work together in community. And I'm so excited about it. I am in love with what I created. There's going to be archetypal play. We're going to be going into the quantum realm. We're going to be weaving in pleasure. We're going to be talking about past selves and letting go. And there's going to be meditations, journaling prompts, embodiment practices that are really going to help you to reimagine yourself, reweave yourself into what you truly want to create, what is really wanting to be birthed from you. And I'm seeing so many leaders in this space of actually having um, an identity crisis of sorts, like feeling lost, feeling in this in-between space because of everything that's happened this year, right? We've had a huge reconfiguration of who we are, what we want, how the world is. And so it's really taken us deeper into ourselves and really drawing us into thinking about who do we want to be and what do we really want to create 
and actually magnifying the need for all of us to create businesses, to create um, lives that are, you know, in deep integrity with our soul, also in service to the collective and in honoring of our pleasure and our joy, because at the end of the day, that's what we're here for. We're here to experience pleasure. We are here to feel joy and we're here to feel more love within ourselves and with each other. So if this year has taught us anything, it's that we need to live now, right? We need to weave a different world together and come closer to one another. And this is so much of what this work is for. Um, we need to reweave our identity collectively and we get to weave it individually first, right? And create these new worlds and these new universes where we're all thriving. So I really invite you into this three-day experience with me. It's just going to be so juicy and delicious and you get to have an experience within yourself and really see what's ready to emerge from you. And I'll be doing live trainings. There's just going to be so much. So go ahead and click the link in the notes section and register for that. And I will see you December 8th. And I look forward to deepening with you in that container. Thank you so much for joining me, valuing you, loving you. Thank you for being in this community and I will see you next time.